Hey, and welcome to today's podcast. This is Michael Beckia with Brilliant Perspectives. Thanks for joining us today. It's a special episode where Graham answers questions submitted by our Brilliant community. Questions cover subjects like how to connect in a new church, how to pray when the news is showing nothing but crisis, and what does it look like to love your friends or family who are not yet Christians in a world that is more divisive than ever. Enjoy encouragement and uplifting perspective as Graham's calm wisdom and insight into the Father's heart guides us through these. Hi, this is Graham Cook. Once in a while, I love to do a Q&A session with people from our brilliant community. So let me answer a few of your recent questions. So this one's from Simon. And he asks, in your experience... How do I find like-minded believers in a good home church if I'm in a new town? I get so discouraged when I see leadership not taking responsibility for unsound doctrine being taught to the church. I think for me, Simon, uh, a key thing is knowing that Jesus is the door. And so that he's the one that opens up opportunities for friendship and fellowship. You can look around and find out where the nearest churches are to where you live and so on. But when you visit a church, the questions to ask yourself are, does the message reflect who Jesus is? Is this relational teaching, will it help me to actually um, make a firmer bond in relationship with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Are the people friendly and welcoming? Is the worship uplifting? So for me, just a few, just a few questions like that helps you to focus, helps you to get a sense of what this community may be about or may not be about. So those are just some of the pointers that I know I can give you. Thanks for asking, I appreciate it. This next question is from uh, Kelly. And she asks, I need God to set me free from rehashing the same relational problems over and over. How do I move from asking the Lord to set me free to actually being free? I think the key truth here, Kelly, is Jesus has already made you free. If you read in the scriptures, if you read Romans 6 verses 1 to 11, it tells you how he did that and it tells you what it means for you. And particularly then you have Romans 6.11 where God gives you permission to consider yourself to be dead to sin and be alive to him. So freedom is about Christ in you because it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. So I think freedom is a mindset. You already have Christ in you. So the freedom is actually part of who he is. So with a freedom mindset, if you think from freedom you stay in focus with freedom. If you think from a place of sin and try to get freedom, then you're focusing actually on the thing that inhibits the freedom in the first place. So you're already free because Christ is in you. Now you have to learn to practice being free. So it's really, the key is all about where you live from. Are you dead to sin? Yeah. Did Jesus, did Jesus die for you? Yeah. Are you dead? Yeah. When he was buried, were you buried? Yes. When he rose from the dead, did you rise from the dead? Yes. So at every point of that journey, you were in him, 
And now when you're raised up, he's now in you. So all those freedoms actually belong to you right now. So it's not about trying to get free. It's learning that you're already free and learning how to stay there. And that, you know, is just practice. Thanks for writing in. My next question is from Cherry. And it is, do you ever feel like there is a barrier between you and non-believers? And so feel like you can't ever be close friends with them. At what point should I stop interceding that they will become believers and just accept them for who they are now? <clears throat> Terry, I prefer the term uh, pre-Christian rather than non-believers or unbelievers because I just think it's a little more kind. But also it's in line with who God is for them because he's not willing for any of them to perish so he already has a designation in his heart about them. And the truth is, they're like us. They're just people. And God tells us to love people. I have numerous pre-Christian friends that I practice life in God with, but in a non-religious way. I talk to them about the Lord when they're ready for it. But most of the time, I just enjoy who they are and enjoy being with them. God accepts people as they are, and he loves them into relationship. And I think it's cool for you to think of yourself as part of that process. So if he's not concerned about where they are right now, you don't have to be. He has a plan for them like he has a plan for you. And you may just be a link in the chain of that plan. Uh, you may be the one that actually leads them to Christ. You may be the one that just, you know, lets them see what life in Jesus really is all about. But it's still a partnership between you and the Father and a pre-Christian. And so I think we should enjoy them and enjoy the process of God loving them through us and in us. Thanks for writing in. I appreciate it. This one's from Ruby, and she says, I'm a relatively new believer, and I don't feel like I know what my gifts are. How do you think I can find out? <clears throat> Honestly, Ruby, if you're... A if you're a new believer, I wouldn't focus on the gifts of the Spirit right now. I'd be focusing on the gifts of grace, righteousness, love, peace, and joy. All the gifts that come from who Jesus is in you, to you, and for you. And it's important, I think, to, re to learn to receive those gifts in Jesus because they will empower you to walk in him. And the other gifts, if you focus on them now, they won't work properly if these first initial gifts are not in place. So it's important for us always to be dealing with the gift of salvation, the gift of righteousness, holiness, the gift of grace, the gift of love, peace, and joy, and to enjoy those and learn how to receive them and walk in them. And when you're ready, the Holy Spirit will push you into the power gifts and beyond. Thanks for writing in. This question is from Nick, and it is, what was it like meeting with Richard Vermbrandt? Actually, for me, Nick, it was very humbling. Because, you know, when I sat with him and we were having a cup of tea in Germany, I realized my relationship with God had to go up a number of levels. I mean, the, his level of peace was awesome. For all the persecution and torture and imprisonment and losing his family and never seeing them again, I mean, for all of that, he had 
a level of grace and gentleness and peace that was extraordinary to me. And it made, it made me understand what real relationship with God could be like. It opened my eyes to who God could be for me. It opened my heart to a life that I didn't even know existed on that level. And it opened my life up to a higher level of fullness in relationship with God. It's almost like it took the lid off for me. And I saw what was possible in terms of how God could live in a human being regardless of circumstances. Very humbling, deeply moving, and still impactful for me today. Great question. Thanks for asking it. This one's from Philippa. How do you pray for your city without feeling overwhelmed by the bad things happening in the news every day? <clears throat> I think, honestly, the bad news of the world is not the place we start from in prayer. Uh, we start from who God is. We start from God's kind intentions. We start from the place of what <clears throat> he is willing to do in humanity and the places where he wants to come and make a difference. So I would um, uh, say spend time asking the Lord what he would do if he lived in that city. That's a great question. And it's going to take you probably several days or a few weeks to find an appropriate answer. Lord, what would you do if you lived here? What would you do? What would your um, ministry be in the city? Where would you start? And what would you want to touch? Another question is, <clears throat> Father, what kingdom purpose do you have for this city? Uh, Jesus, uh, in Isaiah 61, he, um, he talked about that part of his um, identity statement, mission statement, was to rebuild ancient ruins, to raise up former devastations, repair ruined cities, and the desolation of many generations. So in that context, I would be asking the Lord, what are your intentions for this city? What promises would you want to speak over this people? And I love promises personally because I think they're the currency of heaven. A promise is God's permission. I'm going to do this. I want you to partner with me. So when we find promises over a city or he gives you scriptures over a city, then you partner with those specific words. And then you begin to, um, to write specific prayers that will always be true because they're in line with God's intention and his purpose. So don't worry about the headlines. Headlines, the, the news fluctuates you know, day by day, but the promises of God are constant and consistent. And if you're going to partner with the Lord, you need to partner with him for the purpose of longevity. So that whatever we're doing in the city, we're doing it for the next 10 years at least. Thanks for asking. Really good question. Appreciate it. Thanks for your questions, guys. So, hey, you can keep up to date with me on my blog, brilliantperspectives.com. And if you want to take a look at uh, Brilliant TV, we'd be happy to see you. And I think you'll find us some good stuff to chew on over on that site so thanks for being with us i really appreciate it hey if you were moved or encouraged by today's episode you should share it 
You never know who will be deeply touched or need to hear this right now. Thanks again for tuning in. If you've enjoyed it, we have another question and answer with Graham coming soon. So subscribe to Brilliant Perspectives Podcast right here in your podcast app. And check out our website, brilliantperspectives.com, where you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter called Brilliant News. There we share information on Graham's monthly live event challenges, giveaway free resources, and a whole bunch more. Have a wonderful day, and we'll catch you next time.